0: all of you. I am Henny Watkins-Porter. I'm host of the Entrepreneurial New Podcast and, of course, TV show. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I have been sharing as a replay episodes from the TV edition where I interviewed some of the most uh, successful Jamaican entrepreneurs and sharing their entrepreneurial journey. So now we're back to, you know, just recording the audio uh, version for this show. And, of course, last week, we had a lovely conversation with uh, Brian Clayton, and he is the co-founder of GreenPal, which is pretty much an online marketplace that connects homeowners with local lawn care professionals. And they're based in the U.S., of course. This week, I'm speaking with a fearless and highly accomplished leadership team coach, strategic advisor, and business guide. But of course, before you hear from her and I introduce, a little, you know, introduce her to you, let's see. Thank our sponsor, who has been with us very unwavingly from the very get-go. Let's thank the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We needed
1: to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.
0: Give us a call today at 876-967-322. to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And welcome to the show, those who are listening for the very first time. And of course, welcome back to all of you who have been, you know, uh, faithful, faithful uh, listeners to this show, listeners of this show. Now, in today's episode, I'm excited because I'm speaking with Jess Stewart and Jess is a fearless and highly accomplished leadership team coach, strategic advisor and business guide with a lifetime of hard won successes. Jess has been raised by a Marine Corps pilot on a cattle operation in the mountains. she learned the key ways to running an entrepreneurial company. Great hard work and no complaining Infused a work ethic in Jess that she lives and breathes today. Jess is devoted to helping other entrepreneurs, leadership teams, and companies run better business, better businesses, and live better lives. Welcome, Jess. It is such a pleasure to have you on the Entrepreneur New Today. Likewise, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we actually came on live, you were you're starting to talk about Jamaica and how you'd love to, you know, to visit yeah. and so on. What do you know about Jamaica?
1: Nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <A> wrong answer.
1: <laughs> um, I, you guys have an amazing accent. So enlighten me. Tell me everything.
0: But <laughs> well, right. I mean, we, we probably need to, you know, shift the focus Time, of the show. I... We could get into that, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, in addition to the wonderful accent that we have. We yes. have warm people, friendly people. Our culture is known all over the world. I mean, we are known for fashion or food or athletic prowess and, you know, just so many things that come out of this little island. We are so tiny, yet we are, as we say, we little about with Talawa, right? Which means our impact is great. It's phenomenal. All around the world, we are known for that. So. When you decide to, to take a visit to Jamaica, uh, Jess, then link me up, you know, hook me up and, uh, and I'll get you um, get you a little tour.
1: I would love it. I would absolutely love it. All right. <laughs> it sounds
0: great. <laughs> absolutely. Now, in your bio, we mentioned that you are a Marine, um, you're raised by a Marine Corps pilot on cattle operations and mountain. So how yes. do you think that this unique upbringing influenced your entrepreneurial mindset and work ethic?
1: So it's the foundation of everything, right? So one, being raised on a ranch, being raised in that type of environment is um, it's unique nowadays. Back in the day, it wasn't. But we were not your traditional kids of how we grew up. I mean, we grew up working hard. We had chores. There was no complaining. If you didn't do it right the first time, you got to go do it again. But I wouldn't trade it for the world because it did. It instilled a foundation in myself and my brother that helped us succeed in what we've done today. And so, yeah, just that overall grit. um, It's actually one of my core values. And I do business with a Blue Angel team, and that's my call sign as well. So, um it fits me well but it it helped propel and launch me into my entrepreneurial journey which was starting a company from the ground up i started it out of my house and i grew it to a nationwide company with two us locations and an international division and then i sold it very successfully so and i did it all in healthcare around technology and it shouldn't probably have happened with how i was raised because i was raised with you know in the mountains and Howls and horses and those types of things, not computers and technical platforms and advanced types of um, uh, technology. So the where I started and where I ended up is a is a very large gap, and it shouldn't have happened. But I think it was the reason it did is the foundation of how I was raised.
0: Mm-hmm. You starting a medical business from your kitchen table with just little knowledge in that feel no doubt it was challenging. So can you share some of those lessons that you learned during the early days and how they have shaped your approach to business?
1: Absolutely. So I live by a motto called don't just get it done, get it done right. And I think one of the biggest stories and impacts in my life was, was one where my brother and I were having to take miles and miles of snow fence and put it back up. So we take it, we take it down for the, for the winter and it was springtime and it was time to put it back up. And this was an all day job. And my brother and I fought the entire day and we got done. Then we both knew that we had done it half-assed and we got done and my dad looked at it and he said, well, guess what? You can take it all back down and redo it. And we did. So it was a long day. It was a long night, it was, it was a long week. But right there, um, this is something that I, I work with my leadership teams on. It's something that I, I live inside my core. It's how I raise my family today. My husband and I is, you know, don't just get it done. Get it done right. You know, just from the sake of efficiency and time and money wasted. But just for the sake of reputation, too, you're, you're, you're building that as you do things. So do it with your best foot forward.
0: Yeah, I want you to elaborate a little more on that, just because that is a it, it, it's something that you know many of us we just want to check things off our list, right? Um, but yeah. you have said it's not just about getting it done, but it's about getting it done right. So elaborate, elaborate, please, on what that 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 activity would have taught you and how ultimately it led you into you know developing a leadership team and implementing world class mm-hmm. systems and processes how that experience has shaped you going forward and and working in excellence.
1: Absolutely. So it's easy, right? If I had just done it kind of half-assed, which I will say as a leader, I didn't do it right all the time. In fact, I stumbled and I made a ton of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I figured it out along the way, I always had that as my core is let's not just get it done. Let's get it done. Right. So we don't want to waste time with, hiring the wrong people, um, doing something that we shouldn't. Right. And I'm not saying that you need to be a perfectionist and you need to have everything methodical and calculated when you're, when you, especially when you're getting started, but just get it done. Right. Meaning like put that stamp on it. um, so that you can, you can continue to propel forward and people trust you. Um, they want to do business with you because of that. They just know, Hey, she's going to do a great job. We can trust the fact The people that I surrounded myself with had the same type of work ethic. Uh, I think it's I think it's critical and it's very, very important.
0: Plus, it'll save you a lot of money and time. Absolutely, absolutely. And so now, you know, you are now dedicating your your life to helping other entrepreneurs and and leadership teams, which, of course, is quite admirable. As you learn, you want to pay it forward. As you have gathered and garnered experience, you want to pay it up pay that forward. Now, what is that inspired you to transition from being a successful business owner to becoming a leadership team coach, strategic advisor, and business guide?
1: Yeah, great question. So after I sold, um, you know, I I did at 41 years old, I sold successfully and could have rode off in the sunset. But as I did that, I started figuring out that it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. And it was, almost detrimental to my health and I've always had a very successful um, marriage and and relationship with my children but I was home and around them for more than I probably ever had been in my career with nothing to do and and so my purpose was kind of gone I had zero problem selling I, it wasn't that I you know was a control freak or anything like that I was so happy to see the runway that the company had but it was the fact that I am didn't I identify myself or embrace it as a serial entrepreneur and visionary. And when that mojo was gone, it was a big hole. And so my old CFO, who's a good friend today, kept calling me and saying, Hey, I think you should really go out and kind of show leadership teams and other people what you've done, Jess. And um, so I did, and I became what I wish I would have had. And so I summarize it like this is I struggled I succeeded and now I want to be significant in other people's lives. And I want to be significant in a way to help leadership teams scale. So what I do now is I work with large companies and their leadership teams and I rope in and I help them scale. So I build, Mm -hmm. help build strategic design and I help them execute on it. And I hold the teams accountable to climb that mountain.
0: Mm. I I like that. First you struggled, then you succeeded. And now you are being significant in other people's lives to ensure that they get to the point and, you know, living their best life, their full potential, having their team experience that as well. Um, So, Jess, what are some of those pain points or challenges that, you know, you often encounter as a leadership coach when you're working with entrepreneurs and their teams and how do you really kind of help them to overcome these obstacles?
1: Yeah. So I approach it in a four-tier manner, right? Where people, you've got to have the right people surrounding yourself, right? People, right sees doing the right thing. And then you have to identify what the strategy is. But before we can identify strategy, we have to have culture and we have to codify it. We have to have it instilled in us, in our core. It's in our bloodstream. It's in our breath. Because if we don't right? As Peter Drucker says, um, culture or uh, culture will eat strategy for breakfast. So once we kind of nail that, we jump to strategy and we start figuring out how do we articulate that vision that typically is stuck in a visionary's head? And how do we bring it down to the ground for the team? And so once we kind of do that and get it out on the table and crystallize it, well, then we have to execute. And so that's the third is, is execution. And what I call kind of our actually a team of mine does, but a battle rhythm is how do you keep relentless repeatability going in that strategic direction and vision? And then the fourth component, and these aren't really necessarily in any order because cash sometimes is number one, but there's cash and that's the true oxygen and profit to any organization is how you know determining that we have enough cash to scale that you, the owner and the founder are living the life that you deserve You know by putting your neck out there and doing all the risk of of putting the the organization together. So, I would say the of those four things, my biggest things that I find and struggles in my team is the number one thing is people, right? You just got to kind of clear the obstacles. It's no criticism to some that are there, but you might not be a fit for the company anymore. The company may have outgrown you or you've outgrown the company. So, just being able to have those conversations and and kind of clear clear that out and get right people right seats doing the right thing. And then the second is dealing with um, my leaders and my CEOs and just kind of really helping them get out of their own way and making sure that, you know, they aren't um, hamstringing or or making the company unintentionally struggle. And that comes from self-awareness of what we are as leaders. And that was one of the biggest things and roadblocks in my life and my career was when somebody really made me kind of just look at myself as a leader. Um, and when I had to kind of pull my big girl panties up and and figure out how to do it right. So,
0: yeah, you know, <laughs> as we, we, as entrepreneurs, we get into business because we, a lot of times we say that we're, we're chasing after freedom and we want a better life. Right. So really it is a goal that many entrepreneurs strive for now yeah. in your experience as you know, the, the coach that you are, what key strategies or practices can entrepreneurs implement to achieve a better work-life harmony and overall well-being.
1: Yeah. (laughs) People. (laughs) Surround yourself with people that are going to help you execute on your vision and make sure they're the right people. Um, And those don't necessarily have to be W-2 employees. These can be 1099 contractors. I'm a big advocate for that is that a a vendor of some kind can sit in a seat um, even on the leadership team. So surround yourself with people. And then you need to be having fun. You need to love what you what you do. If you don't, you need to gut check yourself. And then number three is cash. You have got to be making money and you can't be afraid to make money. Money oh, is like a four letter word in, in you know, at least how I was raised, where we don't get to just publicly and just come out and say, hey, I, I love to make money. I want to make more money. I want to live this lifestyle. Own it, do it and make sure that you have that. Um, in your, in your optics and your vision. And that it's coming because what I find is a lot of people love being an entrepreneur, love saying they own a company, but when I get in there, they aren't making money. So make sure you're making money.
0: Yeah. So talk about some of those, you know, amazing transformations that you've witnessed, um, while you're guiding entrepreneurs and their leadership teams to, to run better businesses, you know, um, the impact it has had on their lives. Just, just talk about some of those transformations.
1: So I would think that, you know, listening to my clients, I think one of the biggest impacts that I have on them is just really just kind of coming in and sitting next to the leaders, um, not standing behind, not standing in front, but just really just walking side by side with them and figuring out life from their perspective of inside their organization. But what really is their vision? You know, I think that that's one of the biggest roadblocks that I have is getting my leaders to articulate that in a manner that the leadership team and the people around the organization can understand. And it's really hard. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a visionary. It's really hard for us to extract it out of here and, and put it on the ground. So I would think that's one of the biggest breakthroughs that I have um, is, is just getting that relief of when it's finally out and he or she's like, yeah, just, that's it. Okay, great. Now we just get the people surrounding this and we just execute. Um, And that's really probably the other second breakthrough that I, an impact that I make is just helping teams execute. I take it personally that when the vision has been put on the table, it's my job to help them achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm kind of a block and tackler and kind of helping clear the roadway of, of getting things out of the way so that they can achieve those goals. And that takes uncomfortable conversations and I'm not afraid to, as I say, enter the danger to have those conversations. It just doesn't. I'm in a position now where I get to just tell them. So I would say those are those are the biggest impacts that I can make and breakthroughs. Once we get through that, we start scaling.
0: Yeah. You know, um, earlier would ask you about that work life harmony and that, you know, people say a lot about work life balance, which I know there's no balance, you know. At one point, there's one thing that is going to trump something else, given the season that you're in. So, so let's talk about personally for you, Jess, you know, how do you uh, balance, harmonize your business endeavors with your own family life, making sure that you're not neglecting the important areas of your life? Just leave some tips yeah. with us um, to maintain that fulfilling personal life while really pursuing your entrepreneurial pursuit and, and, and success.
1: And I have a ton to say about this and I'm going to first start with just (laughs) being a woman um, Mm -hmm. raising kids and that tug of war that we go through of wanting to be an entrepreneur, but yet having that, um, you know, there's that guilt feeling of, Oh my gosh, I want to be an entrepreneur here, but I need to be a mom or I need to care for my loved ones. Not all of us have kids, but or My partner might need help. Like there's just that tug of war. And I, I really feel that my biggest thing to say is you can do it and you can do it with balance and ease and it's okay that you have to work. It's okay that you want to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, and for me, it was my fun, right? It was my passion. It was my purpose. And it still is today. So I think mm-hmm. the, to answer your question, number one, you have to identify what is your, where, where do you find that balance, right? Where do you find that peace? Is it at work? Is it growing companies? Is it scaling companies? Or is it doing that as a part of it and then, you know, living life as a human outside of your office? You know, I think you have to identify that and you have to become very self-aware of it. And then you have to just figure out how to balance that. For me personally, I started my company um, out of my house and it was a little tiny mobile home. <laughs> and I had two young kids and I'm not kidding. I was typing on the keyboard. I had a phone to my shoulder and I'm rocking a baby with my knee down in the little rocker. Nobody knew there was a baby down there, but that was the balance that I had to find at the time. And then how I disconnect and how I um, decompressed through that is, you know, come Friday afternoon, I kind of have a, a theme and it's what I teach my leadership teams now is You no internal meetings. You pick one day to not have any internal meetings and you you focus on your work life so that you feel more balanced so that you can take the weekend off. I started doing this on Fridays and I had no meeting Fridays. And it was the most beautiful, blissful day where if I was exhausted and needed to go lay in a coma for a little bit, I could um, because nobody was expecting me or I could just have a head down day and be ready for Monday. And I found that when I did that, my work-life balance became much more stable because I was able to disconnect from the office that afternoon and not check back in until Monday. And so it just, it really brought harmony amongst my family, amongst my kids, especially as I started scaling and growing and traveling so much. Um, You know, the other part of what we did is uh, we hired help that... Was not necessarily a direct replacement for me as the mom, but a nanny that would come in and pick the kids up from school, get the homework done. And by five o'clock, I was home. My husband and I were home and everything was done. So I got to come home and enjoy the evening and not be so stressed about work. That was a huge thing that we did once we were able
0: to afford to do that. So, um I hope that helps. You know, I'm I'm listening to you and I'm smiling all the way. So for me on a Wednesdays, like over the last couple of months, I decided that Wednesdays are going to it's, it's going to be my day where I just disconnect from phone, computer, everything. I shut down totally. You know, and, and it's been bliss. But guess what? I've I've been doing this really, really hectic lifestyle. And recently I I, I took on the impossible, which is to take my two nieces. Um, to take care of them. I mean, I don't, I don't. who would have thought that on top of all of that that I'm doing, um, I would be able to take them on. They are five and one is about to, to be three. And since I've done that, this is like about the week three of doing that. And I kid you not, not one of my appointments, assignments have had to be canceled because I, I, I've taken them on. Because here's the thing, I've found ways, like for example, today I'm here, I'm conducting this conversation in the office of my orthodontist because I had these conversations scheduled before and now I have kids to take to school and stuff. I'm like, how am I going to get all of these things done when my appointment nope. is this time <laughs> on the road? But I make sure that I came in early so that I could get an earlier time, but they could fit me in an early schedule. So I could do my two interviews that were scheduled for today without reaching out and saying, Hey, I have to cancel, you know? So yeah. it's about getting it done and, um, and getting it done right and making sure <laughs> that <laughs> and making sure that, you know, you find a way to, to create this harmony because you you will get it done if you want to get it done. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And us women hear us roar. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <and> <laughs> we can do it. But you're exactly right. You just have to get it done and balance it out. And,
0: and I, I love that you're you're sitting in the office there of one of your appointments. I think it's great. So, <laughs> absolutely yeah. even better than my office at home you know what i mean so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i am loving it i'm like yeah we're getting all of this done and and on top of that yeah school is usually out like 2 p.m and today they are telling me just this morning they're telling me oh um it's one o'clock that you have to come today i'm like listen i had prior engagements and i i can't just you know, stop in the middle of it. So I'm going to be there as quickly as I can, but all of it is being done. You know what I mean? So I love, I love that. And that's what we do as women, as entrepreneurs. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) As we wrap our conversation, Jess, just kind of leave some final thoughts. You know, um, you can connect what you do as a coach to you being an entrepreneur and, and, and also working with entrepreneurs. Just, just bring us home, you know, in terms of what you want to leave us with today.
1: So love being on your show. Um, thank you so much. And, and I think that um, what I'd love to leave you guys with is just keep going. Right. Don't don't be afraid of what I call the version one. Uh, get it out there. Take a step. Make a change. Make it happen. You're capable of doing it. Man, woman, children, no children. Like you can make it happen just like Hanukkah's doing today. What I do today is I, I work with leadership teams. And then I also, for my ability to work with kind of the ascending leader, is I have masterminds where I put a cohort of people together from all over the United States and and teach content. And um, it's it's really, really powerful. So if you want more information on that, look us up. You can find our website at um, uh, jess stewartcom I think entrepreneurs rock. And... The world exists because of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. The world exists because of us. And you're mean, also, if you're if you're also on an Instagram. Producer,
1: out there doing it, um, it would be it would be kind of boring. So go make the world interesting, put a dent in the universe.
0: Absolutely. Go make the world interesting, put a dent in the universe. You have the book Crack the Rich Code, Volume 8, which you want to share with our audience. Um, hoping we get
1: that. You can go on Amazon and look for it. Look for Volume Eight. I'm Chapter Three, but yes, I wrote um, I wrote a chapter in there with uh, a bunch of other great community people. But Jim Britt and Kevin Harrington put that book together. Can't say enough. I was honored to uh, to have been chosen to to write in that, and I give away um, some of my top secrets, just kind of on. What I learned through my career path that really made a difference inside of my organization as a and as a leader. So, pick it up; it's got some great nuggets in
0: it, as well as the other chapters. All right, awesome! And uh, we've been having some interaction on Facebook and LinkedIn, of course, because you've not shared your details with um, with Streamyard. We're not able to see the names; we're just seeing you as a user. So, keep up the good work. We're hearing. Keep up the good work, Heniko. And somebody else is saying they're truly gems of wisdom. So I, I totally agree. I concur with what you have to say about, uh, you know, wisdom, gems of wisdom. So thank you for stopping by on the live. And also, the podcast itself will air in a couple of weeks. Jess, I want to, to thank you so much for sharing your incredible journey and your insights. You have truly an inspirational story, you know, uh, with the lessons you've learned being raised by a Marine Corps pilots. And, and just your entrepreneurial journey um, that you've embarked upon. So thank you so much. I really look forward to hearing about more of your work and the impact that you continue to make in the entrepreneurial space.
1: Likewise. Well, hopefully I come to Jamaica one day and meet you in person.
0: Oh, absolutely. That would be more than fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Awesome. All, All right. Great right. day.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, my people for joining me on this insightful conversation with Jess Stewart. Of course, you know, you based on the conversation that her journey and expertise, it really, they have given us some valuable leadership and entrepreneurship lessons. And of course you can experience, ensure that you can experience future episodes. Featuring more inspiring guests and with with their wisdom, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Entrepreneur New Podcast on your preferred app, Google, Stitcher, um, Apple, whichever one. There are mirrors of them that you can search for in your store if you've not yet done so, whether it's the Apple Store or your Play Store. Uh, stay tuned. This is what I'll say for more engaging discussions and actionable insights. And if you're interested in delving deeper into podcasting or seeking out additional resources, then I invite you to visit com, where you'll find a wealth of information through our blogs, podcasts, uh, books, coaching, etc. to announce your journey. Thank you for listening. And for those watching live, thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next episode. And let's close out with according to the scriptures. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Proverbs 16 verse 3. What good?